as I saw other people in the group were employing people, I thought, well, if they're doing it, then I can do it because I can lean on their experiences and I can ask them questions. And then I started asking in the success lounge, where do I start? I need an HR consultant. I want to do this properly. I need an employment contract and I need a handbook. And then I just got referrals and I got in contact with them. It rolled so fast into last week I had two job offers out and they were accepted and they're starting on the 1st of June. You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Witt and I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Kath Vincent. Hi Kath, how are you? Hi. I'm good thanks. I think we're all matching today. We, we are. are. We're all in pink aren't we? Not intentionally but that's cool. <laughs> I think it might have been intentional from our <laughs> end. <laughs> okay well I'm happy to be on the team. Team pink. <laughs> Oh, and you've been in our team for a long time, Kath. You've been part of the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club for a really long time. I mean, from like we've met a few times in real life as well, although I feel like I see you every day because <laughs> we're always on a call together. Um, can you, well, do you want to start by just telling us a little bit about your background and your business and what you do? That would be great. Yep, yep. Um, I have been like an accountant for probably over 20 years. So, um, and I trained up when I was like 20 years old I fell into an accounting degree and then I just kept going and I um, nearly finished ACCA at one stage so I'm really happy to kind of go into accounting but then find bookkeeping because I absolutely love the bookkeeping side and working really closely with businesses and people Um, so I've been employed for most of my career and it's only in the past say year and a half that I've had my own business in the past year I've had my own limited company and I've been growing that with your guys help and um been doing loads of stuff and making lots of changes as I go along oh Kath we have loved watching your journey and for those with you know good hearing they'll hear you have a little bit of an accent do you want to tell us about where you come from and because I think it really like ties nicely into your business name too Oh yes, yes, of course. So um, I've been in the I've been in London for about fifteen years, but I was born and I grew up in New Zealand. So my company name is Long White Cloud Accounting, and I love how I could get the cloud accounting in it. But also New Zealand, the Maori name for New Zealand is, is Aotearoa, and that means I think I've got this right: uh, the land of the long white cloud. So you've got long white cloud accounting limited and that's me <laughs> it's quite long but it's <laughs> unique you know it's really cool and I you know I think well we were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about how difficult it is to come up with a business name so like I can see like it's a really smart name and it just makes a lot of sense and I guess 
we've spoken to you about your niche before and I guess it connects with like some of your clients and your ways of working um so you start you said you started your practice a year and a half ago yeah a year and a half ago as kind of like a sole trader and how did that like what was it that prompted you to get started with your bookkeeping business um it was COVID and I had two part-time jobs that were pretty flexible um mostly working from home and I was looking for another third part-time job and then I don't know how I came across you guys but I once I was in your group I quickly realized that um I could actually become self-employed with the qualifications and background and things I had and 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 there was an avenue for that so I started looking to that and then it just snowballed and I um yeah, I decided to get my license with AAT initially because I was with them as a member for a long time. And yeah, so COVID meant for me homeschooling two quite young kids and I just needed that flexibility. And I loved the bookkeeping and accounting aspects of my part-time roles. So my two part-time roles at the at that time. So I just, um, yeah, wanted to increase that and kind of duplicate that in other kind of areas and with other clients. Can I ask you about your route to becoming a, a, a practice member with the AAT? Because we talk quite often about like the experience element and obviously you've got an accountancy background, so that translated. Did you have to do any training or qualifications or did you find that um, that transition to becoming a member in practice straightforward? What did you need to do? Um, well, I actually moved from AAT to ICB quite quite quickly when I actually when I transitioned from a sole trader to a limited company I moved over to the ICB with the AAT it was um, quite a quite a big project to to get a practice license with them and I remember I could only do certain aspects certain services on my license because I've been in industry and big finance departments and I'd never done um, say I don't think I'd even done a VAT return let alone the end of year things and uh, company returns and stuff. So I had to be really careful um, with that and what I was could and couldn't do. And um, yeah, it was it was it was quite the project. It was good, but it took a took a long time. Yeah. And so that, in terms of like advice for somebody else who's on that journey of like leaving employment to become self-employed, what would you say to like what should they be thinking about when they choose a professional body to go with? Um, I think I found the ICB kind of um, much more suitable. AAT is great, and I've actually um, started. I'm actually employing somebody who's AAT. It's great for being an employee, and it did me well for you know a, a decade or more when I switched over from my New Zealand qualification. But um, I actually did the startup program with you guys because I was completely overwhelmed and didn't know where to begin. I remember sitting down with a business coach who had done my CV and she kind of gave me a business planning session because my thoughts were all over the show. And it's quite a huge leap from going to self-employment. So I've, I've come across the notes recently, actually, when I was looking for my company's authentication code or something today, this morning. And I've come across the notes of this mini business plan we wrote out and I remember we sat in a local Costa Coffee for about two hours. And I was just I was just so grateful that she was a local person willing to sit, sit with me because um, the notes I've made are, are quite um, interesting. And 
nothing like what I'm doing now, but at that time I needed them. And then after that, I quickly found the startup program with you guys. And that was exactly what I needed because I think it would have been an incredibly longer process without that startup program because, you know, you don't know all of the stuff that you don't know until somebody tells you or until you go and dig it out and it could take months upon months kind of thing. So it, it is a, it's incredibly fulfilling and it's worth it in the long run, but it's not a quick and easy task, I don't think, by any means. It really isn't. And it's it's a journey of confidence as well, because not only have you got to, you know, move from what you know, which, you know, you know, employment um, and you don't know self-employment and you don't know how to get a practice license and you don't know how to sell and you don't know how to look after clients and, you know, all of these things. It is a confidence journey that you need to go on. And that's why it's so important to hear people like yourself have talk about the fact that you, even though you've you've got a good business now at the beginning it's not easy but with some support and help and guidance you can get there but it's good to hear that you sat there for two hours just offloading and not knowing really how to you know how to put it into some order <clears throat> and you you found the startup program and it gave you that's what we all need isn't it that's step by step of like this is what you need to do next yeah. It's not that you're stupid. It's just you don't know what you don't know, no. and um, and is and and you're going through that whole. You've got all those worries as well, haven't you? About is this the right thing? You got the you know, am I? Is this meant for me? Should I just stay at my job? You got all that going on while you're trying to learn all this stuff. It's difficult. Yeah, yeah. Lots of um, am I good enough? Is this ever going to work? I mean, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a leap and a bit of a risky operation for some people, a, a very big risk, but um. It's so much stuff like I had no idea about ICO registration of information commissioner's office or something. And um, the agent code is a huge one. So you have to sign up as an agent if you want to submit a VAT return for your client, you know. And that is, um, you know, that just blew my mind kind of thing because in employment you never come across any of this. Even though I'd had a little stint in the accounting practice, I was just one of the employees, so I had no knowledge of all of this stuff. And um, you're right, the pricing, the letters of engagement, and the AML stuff that you have to do, it's its quite a lot of work, yeah, for sure. But in terms of, like, what's happened for you over the last 18 months, like we've seen that in – we've seen you posting in the Success Lounge that you're looking for employees at the moment. So your business has obviously grown. So you went from having two part-time roles – um to now running your own practice and what what happened like what how did you find your first clients and how have you grown to a point that now you're hiring employees yeah so yeah when you look back it's actually quite a lot of stuff that you can accomplish say in it even in six months but definitely a year it's quite it can be quite astounding so my first two clients were my two part-time jobs that I turned into clients they're still with me and I've got a third client who I got from I think the ICB Facebook group somebody was referring on because they weren't suitable or they were a bit big for them or something like that so I have really big clients um, big limited companies and we do a lot for them we do their whole finance department so before I got the third client when I just had my first two I started to subcontract and I 
um, I think the first, yeah, the first subcontractor was a VA who's um, extremely good and she has a team now and I use one of her team and I'm seriously I'm on WhatsApp and I'm voiced I so this morning I dropped the kids off at school and I'm voice messaging um, Anthony who's on it on her team just complete random stuff actually probably about six things for him to do in this one voice note and a VA is is definitely my number one recommendation for people because they're very versatile and depending on what their strengths are you know they do all my social media, blogs, website, as well as all of the day-to-day -day admin things. So I got the VA and that was amazing. And that took a load of stuff off my plate that I didn't actually have to do. You know, the stuff you can delegate. And when you stop and think about it, you can delegate a lot of things in your business. Um, and then I, I don't know who my next one was. I got two bookkeeping and accounting subcontractors from the success lounge and they do massive amounts for me like you know we're talking all of the invoice processing and right up to bringing together the quarterly management accounts that I provide so I had four subcontractors well I had three four subcontractors and then I took on this extra client and so I've had three huge clients for the last six months and I was quite, um, I was, you know, I, I didn't want to employ people because it's actually another huge leap and another lot of responsibilities. But I got to a stage only about maybe one month ago, actually, to saying, because I saw other people in the group were employing people. And I thought, well, if they're doing it, then... I can do it because I can lean on their experiences and I can ask them questions, which makes the biggest difference. You know, it's the difference between, for me, not hiring employees and then making that leap. So um, I decided to employ and then I started asking in the success lounge, you know, where do I start? I need an HR consultant. I want to do this properly. I need an employment contract and I need a handbook. And then I just got... Um, referrals and I got in contact with them and it, it, it rolled so fast into um, last week I had two job offers out and they were accepted and they're starting on the 1st of June so next month two part-time people um, yeah wow so <laughs> That's amazing. And so what kind of roles, like you were saying, you know, you can delegate anything like you, I think we're surprised by the things uh, that we can delegate in business because we, you know what, like we're, we're so, um, I think we're so good at what we do and we want it to be done a certain way because that we want to have that kind of control. And, and that makes sense because of the kind of industry this is. But at the same time, you, you stop yourself from doing other things in your business if you can't work out how you can delegate it. So like, I'm guessing that was a big shift to be able to like bring those people in and you learn yeah. that that was possible through working with VAs first and subcontracting. Um, what are your employees going to come in and do for you? Um, well, they're actually quite junior bookkeepers. So I'm going to train them up slowly and carefully because I've managed a lot of people in the past and um, I'm determined to do this really really well because this is my own company you know I've never ever been in this 
position. I've hired and I've fired and I've managed, I don't know, probably up to a hundred different people in different industries and different personalities. But that's fine because it wasn't I wasn't the be all and end all of the responsibility. So this this is my company, my employees, and I'm um I'm already on track up to have an induction day in person. My, this is what Anthony, my VA, has been helping me with this morning. He's drafted up an awesome email. It makes me look like, you know, I've been doing this forever and I'm a big company and I know exactly what I'm doing. So it's like with clients, sometimes you've got to come across as being bigger than you are and having it all together. And then as you go, the confidence comes, like what Joe was talking about, because you're actually doing it. You're doing it now. It's not just a thought. And every day, you know, you get more tools and experience and you talk to more people and then, you know, you just go for it and you keep going, keep going. And it's amazing what you can do if you have that little bit of confidence behind you. So um, I've got a great team of subcontractors helping me out and that, that they've got me to where I am now, to be honest. Yeah. Kath, you obviously have got um, a lot of focus and, you know, I'm assuming you must have a big why, the reason, a goal that you're doing this, because you are consistently pushing yourself through things that you could choose. That's too hard. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know. So when people are consistently pushing through those barriers and saying, you know, I don't have it all together yet, but I'm going to keep going and I will get there. And then you reach that new level and you're like, oh, I've made it. OK, what's next? What's next? You obviously got a big goal. So I'd like to know a little bit about your why. And I know family is massively important to you. But also, has the growth of this business been, even though these bits are hard, has it impacted the quality of your family time? Or have you managed to kind of keep balance and be there for your family while growing the business? Because I think this is something that you know, when we was talking yesterday about, um, you know, the fear of success, sometimes people's fear of success is what if I'm so successful that I don't ever see any of my family? How's that been that journey for you? Um, yeah, I'm completely flexible. It really helps that where I'm standing now is the office for the garage we converted to be my office. So I'm right in the house and I, and I don't know, my brain seems to work that I can kind of do something, be interrupted, kind of come back to it. This is how I've been working for the past couple of years and especially since COVID started. So yes, I do get interrupted if the kids are home, but then I don't feel so bad because they're a little bit older now, you know, they're coming through um, junior school and stuff. So they can actually be on their own, doing their own thing for an hour or two and I can be working. But it's very important to me that I'm here and on call for when they need me because they do need me less yesterday afternoon it was great weather and they were out on the trampoline for two hours after school and I can I can hear them I have all the doors open and so I can be in here working while they're doing that because they don't they don't need me to be out there watching them or things they just shout out if they need something can I give them water or whatever they need but um yeah so so my children is really important it helps that both me and my husband work from home full-time and we're both flexible in our work so he normally does the school run in the morning and I pick up in the afternoon and then when we're back in the afternoon after school I can pick up some more work or I'm actually so 
I'm actually working after I drop them from when I drop them off at school because I'm on my phone. People, all the other parents are used to me doing voice notes. They're like, hey, are you talking? You know, can, can I talk to you or shall I keep going? But we've got all these hand signals going on. It's like a secret language because um, I like to talk to them if I'm not um, on the middle of something, you know, and catch up and walk along with them. But, oh, there's somebody at my door. They'll just have to uh, go away. I don't know who it is. Um, but where was I? Yes. So why I'm doing this is number one, flexibility around the family, around school holidays. I'm not going to be um, putting my kids in holiday camps at all because my son does not do well with that anyway. So they're going to be home and I'm going to be completely flexible, taking them out and working in the evenings or getting up early before we go out for the day and things like that. That's what it comes down to, really. That's really interesting to hear. And I'm like, congratulations for building a business that helps you to do that, because I think that it's that's such a challenge for lots of people in this group. Like we want to build something to give us flexibility, but then we build something that's like a job and then we can't be flexible. So and then it's like a move, isn't it, to be able to like transition it back to how you want it to be. So you've designed it like that from day one, which is amazing. Um, I was going to say, how is it going to work in the holidays? So when you've got employees in the office, how are you thinking about managing that during the holidays? Just to, I know there's lots of chat about feeling overwhelmed at the moment, which is really valid and it's okay to feel like that. And I, I sense that when you've got that kind of deadline of, oh, okay, we're in the holidays again, that can feel like suddenly things are piling up. So how are you going to, how will you manage that? Yeah, I mean, you you have a half-term holiday, you get back to school, you think, phew, and then before you know it, you have another, two, another half-term, and I'm saying to my husband, what? They were just on holiday. But anyway, you've got 13 weeks of school holiday. 13 weeks out of the year is a lot. So um, I accidentally set my employee start date, date as the 1st of June, and then I was looking at my great big calendar on the wall that has clearly the school holidays marked out because my husband did it for me because I asked him to make it really clear. And the 1st of June is in the middle of the school holidays. So I just admitted what I'd done. And I said, well, and I wanted to set the scene. The culture of my company is school holidays. You know, I'm going to take the lead and I'm not going to do something different. So School holidays is no fixed hours. You still need to do the work, but I don't care if you do it in the evenings or in the morning or even on the weekends. Um, still do the work in the hours if you're not on leave, but I'm not working any fixed hours. So you won't have your work laptops, I said to them. So here's some tasks, and I've had to send it to their, I'm sending it to their personal email addresses, but here's some tasks, and I came up with this really cool list, I thought, of a whole lot of tasks for them to look at to start with, to get an introduction to the systems we use in my company and who we work with and how we're going to be working and all that kind of thing and some training that I want them to do and stuff like that. That's so. amazing. That's amazing. And that, I love that you're setting the scene. And actually, I think it's great that they're starting in the middle of the holidays because you know, like you say, it's a really big part. And uh, I think Jodie just said, and all these bank holidays, we've got three in May. It's like, it, that's a lot as well, isn't it? We've got all this time being taken away from us, our availability, but also it's lovely time. If we can build businesses that 
work for us and we can enjoy that flexibility rather than it bringing us stress. It sounds, I mean, Kath, we were saying just as we was coming on, you're just such a cool cucumber. You're literally just like so laid back and you make me feel calmer. And I just love listening to you. I don't know if it is your accent, but you are just very chill. So when I, I'm taking on employees at the moment and, um, and obviously, yeah, there's so much training that can be done. And I think this is something, again, that we forget about when we use apps and software is that they themselves have so many like training videos and things that you can utilize to help onboard your clients. So I know you've got obviously subcontractors and now moving to employees, but do you use apps as well to like leverage your time and help with your flexibility? Oh, yeah. Um, I got onto, well, the first thing I use is Go Proposal to do all of my pricing and proposals and letter of engagements. But then when you get a client and actually doing the work, I only use Zero, So everybody's on Zero, And then I got introduced to Dext through the Success Lounge, I think. So Dext Prepare is the um, invoice processing software. So all of the purchase invoices, which there are hundreds and hundreds of a month, um, go into Dext and then, it, you know, it uses OCR or optical character recognition to pull out the um, invoice number and date and VAT amount. So it's doing, you know, it's automating a lot, maybe half of the work that you do instead of entering an invoice yourself. So I use, so my kind of app stack is zero with Dext and then... I use some of uh, Fathom, I think, for my management um, information. So the monthly and quarterly management reports we do. So, yeah, everybody needs to use that and be on that kind of thing. And you mentioned as well Go Proposal that you use for your um, letters of engagement and proposals. So obviously you said you've got you've got very large clients, haven't you? You haven't gone for like, you know, loads and loads of little clients you've got big meaty clients um some people like say oh but I've only got a couple of clients I don't need software like that but I suppose it's helped you to price well enough as well so that you are getting what you need to in order to just keep you know and having having I think I mean lots of people would like that wouldn't they like when because the, the conversations you have to have the communication you have you've got three big sets of management accounts to do rather than 80 it's got to help um to make you more profitable as well when in that um that way well yeah i think who unless you're already charging properly and highly whoever's gonna get on to co-proposal whether you've got you know i had it when i had two clients for like a year um obviously it paid for itself in the first month because i was pricing my clients properly without it i'm i'm could easily be charging them half as much and being none the wiser. So with Go Proposal, you get the um, training as well, and you get, get to go on like webinars and stuff. And you, and next week, I'm going to an in-person event, a breakfast thing for the first time with them. So you, it's not just a piece of software; it's the whole mindset shift. And I would be left behind a lot with more a traditional accounting firm without this piece of software. Um, so, it, and you, the clients, and and I've um, and I've been through the proposal with people who haven't come on as clients because I've decided well, no more hospitality and stuff like that. But they are wowed by it. 
because they've never seen anything like it and it's so clear so why are you charging them you know two or three thousand pounds a month well it's broken out like this and this is why and they're like well yeah I can you know they agree with it and they can see exactly where the monthly fees coming from even if you're charging them 200 pounds a month you know people people deserve and kind of need that information around why and what exactly you're going to do for them so it's that as well as I do everybody I do a quarterly bookkeeping review so I have clients who are growing and my fees need to go up and grow with them every quarter otherwise I'm going to be doing more work for free and losing my profit kind of thing so it's, it's a whole holistic approach it's not just pricing and letters of engagement it's like I think it's one of the fundamentals of the of my bookkeeping practice that software yeah I love it amazing that's really really amazing to hear and I know it's made there'll be people here who are thinking do I need this and we do regularly have this conversation like I'm not big enough yet to need that kind of thing but actually you've proven that you need it from day one because you've got to get the price right because you can't grow unless you have unless you're earning enough to pay for the things that really need to be paid for in the business well to be honest um if I wasn't charging properly I would not be able to hire subcontractors I might get by with one but I would not be able to do that and I would not be able to grow because the money wouldn't be there okay you might not pay yourself but that's not good business you know you've got to be able to pay yourself and I'm probably not paying myself enough but anyway that's a different story because I want to invest in my company I want to I want after that first year I wanted to have some cash to put aside so I could peace of mind employ two people and cover their salaries for a while as well as all the other costs that come with it you know equipment and extra insurance and national insurance and everything um so if you're not charging properly and not pricing properly you're really doing yourself no favors because you'll stagnate and I don't think there'll be that opportunity to be able to grow and afford to grow you know yeah. it's yeah it's very important Kath absolutely loving listening to your journey so far and what I really want to know is what's next obviously you're going to be taking on employees which is going to be you know a journey in itself not are you taking on two employees I and mean, not just the one you're taking on two and I love how prepared you are you know that you've you know got this like money set aside so that you can do that with confidence because there that's the other thing isn't it you know like you just said there are so many other costs there are so many benefits to having employees but there are costs and they are going to take up a lot of your time at the beginning with training especially if you're going to be doing it properly so um, I think I saw in the comments someone said that they really want to come and work for you as well because it sounds amazing. Um, so what's next? What, what is the goal? Where do you want to take this to? Do you, are, When you've got these three, because you've just taken on this extra client, is it a case that you're going to stay, you know, keep the status quo for a while or do you have plans to keep growing? Um, I've got a bit of a waiting list going on with clients and I opened up my diary for discovery calls again in May so I've got at least one booked in there. But I am I'm so grateful to myself that I've been really picky about what clients I take on. So I could have taken on another half a dozen over the year. Um, but I have said no hospitality. I've got one at the moment. They are incredibly hard work and I've and I don't want to do any more of that. 
and I don't want to have any businesses that deal with cash as well. And I, and I, you know, I'm quite confident and I'm, and I know it will work for me. I know my business isn't going to go bust just because I'm niching down because I want the clients that I want and then I'm going to be happy to work with them and I'm going to be able to serve them really well because I work very, very closely. And the whole, and I would like to get to five clients max to keep those really close relationships up. And as well as that, you know, the whole onboarding them and doing all the AML and getting them up to speed is a heck of a lot of work. You know, I've been working with a new client for six months and they're still not where I want them to be. So I want to give it my all and really concentrate on them. So I'm not going to get a whole load of clients because I need to keep my service levels really high for them. Um, so, you know, the golden egg for me, whatever you say, is to have this company that can run without me in there all the time, every day. Only I have access to certain files and logins and everything. That's that's not going to work, you know. I I never, ever, ever thought I would get to this position. But, for, but now, definitely, 100%. I want a self-sufficient company without me in it day in and day out working, you know, here, there and everywhere. So, yeah, it's going to be a good project. I love a challenge, you see, and it's it's quite a big challenge doing that. What I really love as well is you've got this really, like, calm, confident approach, step by step. What do I need to do next? And I'm looking at the chat and everyone's saying, like, what a calm feeling you're spreading. And everyone's loving your like, take on your boundaries. Sarah's saying, love the clip. Like, you're really clear. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. Um, and that's that's good for you. You're building a business that works for you. Um, Linda's watching and she says, um, so brilliant listening to your calm take on bookkeeping. Love your school holiday vibes too. That's exactly how I'd love to be when the time's right to take on PAYE staff. And you're such an inspiration to everyone, Kath. I always love hearing about everything you're working on. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. Thanks ever, yeah, thanks ever so much for sharing. And thanks everyone for being here as well. Um, I think was probably a good time to wrap up really, like thinking about the future, thinking about growth, and you've just shown exactly what's possible. How, Kath, can people find out more about what you do and connect with you? Because I think they would love to, yes, they would love to be more Kath and connect with you. Oh, this is really great feedback. Thanks, everyone. Because, you know, you're just mulling along and you don't know if it's going to work or whatever. So thanks, everyone, for your nice words. But um, how you can connect is I'm on, like, Instagram and Facebook under LWC Accounting for Long White Cloud Accounting. And I'm on, um, what is it called, LinkedIn, Catherine Vincent. And yeah, my website is longwhitecloud.co.uk, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Long White Cloud. Look for that. We'll find you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Kath. Thanks ever so much. And thanks everyone for being here. Um, we will see you next time for another episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Take care. Thank you. Thank Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers Podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community? Six Figure Bookkeepers Club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.